Welcome to Divorce Stories with attorney Dennis Vetrano, the show for people that want real answers to real divorce questions from a real divorce lawyer. And now here's your host, attorney Dennis Vetrano. It's 6 a.m. and he just left for work. I don't know what to think, how to feel. I'm just numb. It's amazing that I would have such an epiphany while looking at an Amazon Prime screen. But when you see that your credit card has been declined and your bank accounts are dwindling, I mean, did he have this planned all along? To trap me, to abuse me, to control me, to make me nothing. Nah, but he's never even laid a finger on me. I've never been beaten up. The police don't come to my house. But it's amazing how it gets you thinking. I'm Googling it right now, and I see it all in black and white. All the signs I should have seen. How could I have been so blind, so naive? But no, I'm probably just overreacting. I'm not an abusive relationship, am I? Are the signs of an abusive relationship that subtle? And if they are, is it time for me to get out? Welcome back to episode number 15 of Divorce Stories. I'm your host, divorce attorney, Dennis Vetrano. And in this episode, we're going to tackle issues based on domestic violence. But I'd like to remind everybody, if you have any questions you'd like to hear us answer on our podcast, do not hesitate to send them to divorcestoriespodcast at gmail.com. So let's get right into it. Listen, this is a really difficult problem, and there is no right answer. But in my 20 years of experience and a multiplicity of classes I've taken and training on domestic violence, I'm going to provide you here today seven indicators you can take a look at to determine whether or not you're in an abusive relationship. Are you the victim of domestic violence? And believe me, there's so much more subtle the early signs than you, than you would even ever expect it to be. So number one, it starts with the C word, control. And I will tell you, domestic abusers are masters of disguise. So usually with the beginnings of these abusive relationships, they start out as something you'd think, oh my God, he loves me so much. He's so into me. He wants to see me all the time. He doesn't want any other guys looking at me. He doesn't want me hanging out with any friends that could make it unsafe for me. He doesn't want me going anywhere that might be risky. He just wants to provide for me and keep me at home by myself. So listen, these are some of the things. Jealousy, you know, um, obsessive, compulsive control over where you go and what you do. You know, somebody who's texting you constantly asking, where are you? You know, what time are you coming home? Which friends are you with? So again, you've got to remember, they're going to call it, oh, it's, it's not jealousy. I just love you so much. I'm texting you constantly because I can't be away from you. I just want to see you. And I don't want you hanging out with that friend Josie who likes to go out and, you know, cocktail hour on Saturday afternoon. She wants to go out and have some drinks. I just want to make sure you stay safe because she's a real bad influence. But look at that for what it is. That's trying to take you away from your identity, your friends, your group of friends, keep you away from coworkers, keep you inside the house and trapped. So again, the early parts of a domestically violent relationship, they're so subtle, you might not even see it, but it starts with control. Number two, emotional abuse. I think as these relationships evolve, it gets into things like, and, and here's what will happen. What it'll usually be is they'll say something and it'll always be with, 
oh, I'm just joking around, or oh, I'm just kidding. So it'll be in a group of your friends, and they'll say, he'll say something like, or she, listen, I want you to understand that domestic violence is so pervasive. It can very easily be in a same-sex relationship with two women, a same-sex relationship with two men, on the part of a woman as an abuser of a man, and the part of a man as an abuser of a woman. So it can take place in any sort of relationship. So be wary of that. So it'll come in circumstances like he'll say, oh, hey, Sally, do you remember that time that you went topless on the beach in, a front of, in a group of your friends where he knows that's going to embarrass you? And then he'll say, oh, you know, wasn't that funny? Or, you know how Sally is, you know, she's not, she's not very, she doesn't remember very well. She's not very smart. You know, she forgets things and then laugh like it's a joke. Anytime they're trying to belittle you or discourage you, or put you down in any way, shape, or form, that is a form of emotional abuse. And I don't care if it says, oh, it was just a joke, or I was just kidding afterwards. That, no, no two ways about that, that's emotional abuse. Number three, financial abuse. When you're in a relationship where the other party's trying to control your purse strings, and, it, and it's not just you don't have access to the credit cards, or they're saying you're restricted to an allowance that they choose and they control, but it's also situations like you don't know what they made last year. Have you seen the W-2s? Have you seen the pay stubs? Do you know what the bills are? Do you have access to the bank accounts and can you see what's in them? If you can't and you're being shut out of all of those things, again, that's another indicator that there's financial abuse taking place. That also typically comes with something that I call abusive power. So if you have a circumstance where your husband or your wife makes substantially more money than you do, or they have a higher level job than you do, or they have a a greater amount or larger education or a more substantial degree, if they're using that to make you feel like you're the servant and they're the king, or you're the child and they're the parent, now that's another issue and another indicator of a domestically violent relationship. And that's something that I call abuse of power. So be wary of that as well. Further, intimidation. Now listen, I'm going to tell you the first handful were a little bit more subtle, but now as we get into it, number five, intimidation, we're getting to more substantive abuse. The things that you would typically associate with an abusive relationship. So things like doing things to convince you that you have to follow their rules or do what they want you to do. Also, coercion and threats, threats of suicide, threats of physical violence, threats of embarrassment, threats of court action, threats of calling CPS, just to get you to do what they want you to do. And I think the last one, and this is the one that everybody always thinks of or associates with domestically violent relationships, physical abuse. That's the last piece. So what I get from a lot of people is, if you get to the end... If you're at the point where it's just an obsessive relationship or there's emotional abuse or financial abuse or they're controlling who you see, where you go, what you do, what access you have to the finances, whether or not you can see the information about their income, if they're doing those things, it can very easily lead to intimidation, coercion and threats. And then the very last one, which is what we're going to talk about next, physical abuse. If someone is putting their hands on you 
in any way, shape, or form. They're throwing dishes at you. They're hitting you. They're um, twisting your arm. They're pushing you. Any physical, bodily contact between one person and another, that is characterized as physical abuse, and no one deserves to be physically abused. And if you're in that sort of circumstance, my advice to you is get help right away. There are so many different resources out there that you can look to for assistance, but I would start off with calling a domestic violence hotline and or reaching out to a domestic violence shelter to get some advice or, or even a domestic violence advocate just to get your questions answered and just see, look, where can you go? Who can help you? What do you need to do to get yourself out of that abusive relationship? So there you have it, seven indicators of a domestically violent relationship. And as I said, a lot of these are so insidious. They're so subtle. We don't see them. They're things you see in relationships every day, and you just don't associate them with the word abuse. But they are abuse, and you need to know how to spot them. And again, those are the indicators that I've been able to glean from my experience, but there's a wealth of information about domestic violence out there, and there are a multiplicity of different resources you can reach out to to get help. So if you're in one of those sorts of relationships, get help right now, and it's time to get out. So if you have any questions you'd like to hear us answer on our podcast, don't hesitate to forward them to divorcestoriespodcast at gmail.com. And if you think you're in a domestically violent relationship and it's time to end your relationship, your marriage, and you're struggling with issues like divorce or custody, don't hesitate to schedule a free confidential consultation at drvitranolaw.com. Thanks again. We'll see you again next time.